Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of my pillow, here to tell you about my Giza Dream bed sheets. I made sure that they would be everything you'd ever want in a sheet set. I started with the world's finest cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all meet. The long staple cotton makes my Giza Dream sheets ultra soft and durable. They come with extra wide pillowcases to fit over any pillow and extra deep pockets to fit over any mattress. Not only that, they come with my 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. And now you can get the best sheets ever for the best price ever. When you buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheet sets, you'll get another one absolutely free. I personally guarantee that they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Radio. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the program. It's time to blow this. This is American Journal. It's Friday, March 4th. March 4th. I like that date. It's good. I like it when dates are also commands. It's time to march forth. It's time to stand up against the New World Order and their war-mongering catastrophe they're building for all of us. We're going to be covering the Ukraine war in detail today. We'll be taking your calls for the first two hours. I was light on – actually, I didn't have any calls yesterday, so I'm going to make up for that with twice as many today. So we'll open up the phone lines nice and early, and we'll be joined by nuclear expert David Pine later in the program. We'll spend the third hour talking about, well, what we were talking about before this Ukraine situation ever started, which is the nuclear capacity for Russia and their willingness to use it. Kind of an important topic, so I hope you stay tuned to the third hour, but all three hours should be uh, excellent. And we'll begin, as we always do, with our Daily Dispatch. Here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for the 4th of March, 2022. Ukraine claims dubious Russian attack on nuclear plant in bid to lobby NATO for no-fly zone. The Ukrainian government said they detected elevated levels of radiation after claiming Russia deliberately attacked a nuclear plant, calling for NATO to impose a no-fly zone. But IAEA officials later clarified that no leak had been detected. The entire incident appears to have possibly been yet another contrived story, given claims that the attack took place at a nearby location, along with assertions that the Ukrainians fired first. Zelensky gave an emotional appeal to this, uh, essentially saying this was Chernobyl 2.0, Chernobyl times 10, and Russia was doing it on purpose because they're just that evil. But unfortunately, according to Ukraine's emergency service, the fire at the plant was outside the station perimeter, and one of the blocks at the station had been switched off. A video at the scene also appears to show that a Ukrainian soldier actually shot what appears to be an RPG, according to Clint Ehrlich. The Ukrainian president doesn't exactly have good form, having lied about what happened on Snake Island as well as the attack on the Holocaust memorial that actually never happened. Of course, this article from Infowars.com asks, where are the fact checkers? And uh, the answer is there's no time. There's no time for fact checkers. This is nuclear war we're talking about. You don't have time to get the, the facts correct. You only have time to act impulsively on emotion and drive the world towards nuclear apocalypse. Meanwhile, 
American Senator Lindsey Graham uh, has made this statement. I talked about this uh, last week because I heard exactly the same thing on Fox News. They called it the, the Caesar solution. Lindsey Graham asks, is there a Brutus in Russia? Is there a more successful Colonel Stroffenberg in the m- Russian military? The only way this ends is for somebody to take this guy out. You'd be doing your country and the world a great service. It's interesting. So I feel a lot about a lot of American politicians. Am I allowed to say that? I think if a senator is allowed to say it, I think I'm allowed to say it too. I think that's how that works. Meanwhile, RT America ceases production and lays off most of its staff, formerly Russia Today, the Russian equivalent of the BBC. RT America will cease productions and lay off most of its staff, according to a memo from TNR Productions, the production company behind the Russian state-funded network, which CNN obtained. So, yes, this uh, television network has been forced off the air uh, and incapable of operating in the United States. I have mixed feelings about this. On one hand, it's troubling considering the fact that, well, I work at a media outlet that's not exactly best friends with the establishment. I'm worried that any tactics they use against RT could be used against us. But on the other hand, I think it's intriguing the precedent they're setting of shutting down media companies because they have foreign ownership. Hmm, interesting. That'll be useful when we take control. We'll keep that in mind. Thanks for that. Meanwhile, Biden's State of the Union speech tanks lowest first address ratings in 30 years. Uh, Watched by just over 38 million Americans, giving him the lowest rating for a president's first State of the Union in 30 years. Another another humiliating embarrassment from Joe Biden. Rack it up. Add it to the list. And finally this, Google's new tech can read your body language without cameras. They've actually had this technology for a while. Wi-Fi is capable of mapping uh, any area in three dimensions. But now they're rolling it out uh, because they love you so much. They love you so much they want to read into your every uh, twitch and movement, feed it into an algorithm. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is The American Journal. Harrison Smith here. Infowars.com. Band.video. It's times like this. I am uh, reminded once again of what an important thing it is for Infowars to be around, to be in existence, to be here, to tell you the truth about what's going on to give you the warnings about what is to come, to be ignored, to be slandered, to be demonized, only to eventually be proven right. Because once again, just like the Iraq War and the Afghanistan War and the Syrian War, InfoWars is once again warning about the overreach of our despotic deep state and their international plans to play people off of one another in order to consolidate control. It's happening again this time They're just going farther than it seems they ever have before, perhaps because they're just getting more desperate. We have a lot of videos to show you. We'll be taking your phone calls as well. In fact, I'll go ahead and open up phone calls right now. Give out the phone number. It's 1-877-789-2539. If you can hear this, call in to American Journal, 1-877-789-2539. Phone lines now open. We'll be taking your calls for the next two hours about the Ukrainian war. The war between Russia and Ukraine now unfolding in uh, various fits and starts across your social media. I have a lot of videos to show. In fact, I think I'll start with uh, clip number 12. It's been going around the internet, but for a reason. I think it's good to uh, 
sort of illustrate the opposite of the American Journal, right? The, the platform that we provide here is uh, for anybody to call in and say whatever they want. That's how we do it. You don't have to give us a fake name. You don't have to give us a uh, – you don't have to lie about what you want to talk about. You call in, one 2539 We take down your name, whatever you want to talk about, and then we go to your calls in order that we receive them. That's how this works, and it's because uh, we fear no dissension, right? We fear no confusion or contradiction. You can say whatever you want. If we disagree with it, we'll tell you why because we're confident in the things we believe. Now I'll show you a video of the exact opposite happening. This was a – question and answer show in australia where you have a panel of so-called experts reacting to questions from the audience it's a format that's popular in britain it's also popular in australia but take a look at what happened when one of the audience members uh, went a little off script he started asking questions that they were not not quite so uh, happy with Let's go now to clip number 12, Q&A on Australian TV about the Russia-Ukraine situation. So as someone who comes from the Russian community here in Australia, I've been pretty outraged by the narrative created by our media depicting the Ukraine as the good guy and Russia as the bad guy. Believe it or not, there are a lot of Russians here and around the world that support what Putin uh, is doing in the Ukraine, myself included. Uh, Since 2014... Uh, The Ukrainian government, together with Nazi groups like the Azov Battalion, have besieged the Russian populations in the Donbass, killing an estimated 13,000 people, according to the United Nations. That's a lie. That's a lie. Could I finish? Just just, just quickly finish, and then then we'll come to that to the panel. So my my question is, you know, where was your outpouring of grief and concern for those thousands of mostly Russians? Um, Okay, question earlier about Russia and it's been playing on my mind and Sasha, people here have been talking about family who are suffering and people are dying and I understand you wanted to ask your question about is there some reasoning for this but you supported what's happening hearing that people are dying and can I just say I'm just not comfortable with you being here, could could you please leave I've, I've been... It's really no, Sasha. I'm sorry. You, you you can ask a question. You can ask a question, but we cannot advocate violence. I should have asked you to leave. Then it's been playing on my mind, and I'm sorry, but I have to ask you to leave, please. Okay. Well, could I? No, no, no. Please, please, please. Just, 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 just out of respect. Just no, please. We're not having the conversation, Sasha. We, we can't have people advocating violence. And I should have asked you to leave. It's been playing on my mind. I wanted to have a, a proper conversation about these things, but I have to ask you to leave. I'm really sorry. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry for that. But you know, these things happen. It's live television. You think about these things. It's really been troubling me that we can have a conversation and we can look at where where the arguments are and we can try to look at the sides of the argument. We can't have have that. And I'm I'm sorry, it should have happened earlier. Yeah, well, look, we're looking at both sides of the argument here, but we have to understand one side of the argument is unacceptable and you can't express it. So we're going to try to take things from every angle here, except for that one. Not that angle, just the other one. So we'll look at both sides here, one side, the good side, the right side, the correct side, the loving side, the other side, the side that's hateful and is not allowed. You're not allowed to express it. How dare you, sir? Please see yourself out. Unbelievable, right? Absolutely incredible. Let's take a look. Just 
notes on a couple couple things that happened there. What that young man was bringing up, which, by the way, bravo to him, whether you agree with him or not, takes a lot of chutzpah to stand up and express an opinion that you know uh, will be reacted to that way. And yet he did it because, again, what he was talking about was the 13, 14,000 Russians who have been killed by Ukrainian attacks, uh, Russian you know, ethnically Russian Ukrainian citizens that have been killed by their own government over the last several years. And uh, it's immediately met with like boos and like hisses, right? He's like, no, they've been killing 14,000 people and you people don't care. And they're like, yeah, we don't care. We do- How dare you bring that up? How dare you? You're advocating violence. He's like, no, I'm telling you about the violence that has taken place that you people didn't care about. You didn't even report on and you don't know about. And, and to me, this is, again... The- and I think COVID had a lot to do with this transition. Now people are comfortable with this idea that if you disagree with us, you are advocating violence. If you disagree with us, that is violence. Your words are violence now because we have decided what the narrative is. We have decided what you have to believe. And if you disagree with that, you're now a a thought criminal. This is thought crime on display, being punished in lifetime and being cheered that it's punished, right? Because that's exactly what happened. And, and, you know, what did that, uh, what did the announcer say? He's like, he's like, you bring this up. And when you hear people are dying, you hear, we tell you they're dying and you say, well, it's more complicated than that. It's like you want them to die. It's like you're telling them that it's like you're killing them yourself. It's exactly the same arguments that we heard during COVID. It's this new thought crime uh, establishment that we're now coming to grips with. I just that, that statement alone, you're hearing people are dying, and yet you say this, right? It's the exact same thing we, th- we heard with COVID. People are dying. Well, yeah, but what you're suggesting is not going to save them. What, didn't I just tell you people are dying? Didn't I just invoke your emotional response? How dare you withhold it from me? How dare you deny the fact that I'm telling you that people are dying? It's like, no, it's not about that. It's not about that at all. It's just a way to crush free speech. It's just a way to get everybody else to agree with your crushing of free speech. Well, it's, it's violence now. Speech is violence, and that's what we're learning. And, and again, so like everything that, that announcer just said, the, the professional person just said, right? We just told you people are dying, and yet you insist on talking about other people dying. Unacceptable, Right? You've heard that from COVID a million times. But then he says, and it makes us uncomfortable. It makes us uncomfortable. And that's when he gets the cheers, right? Everybody's like, yes, it made me very uncomfortable to hear something that was counterfactual to the mainstream media. It made us very uncomfortable. It made us question our own beliefs. Do you know how uncomfortable that is? Do you have any idea the level of discomfort it takes me to, to learn that something I believe fully might not actually be the truth. How dare you? How dare you confront me with that? It must be stopped. And again, he says, you know, it makes us uncomfortable. And everybody's like, it does. It does. Around, you know, massive cheer. And of course, you can ask a question, but out of respect, can't be the question that you asked. Because what you asked points out our blatant and open hypocrisy. It points out how utterly wrong we truly are and we can't have that it's unacceptable so if you'll see yourself out please and the bang mob will meet you with pitchforks and torches outside to take care of you and skin your hide but 
daring to disagree with the mainstream media as we rev up the engines for war. If you don't want war, you're violent. It has been noted by many a historian that the first casualty of war is the truth. Then the next big casualty isn't even the people that die. No, that invariably follows. But first, there is the crackdown on populations, basic liberty and speech and massive censorship. And now across the world, from the United States to Europe, legislations being introduced that if you amplify any, quote, pro-Russian information, you can be censored, you can be arrested, you can be imprisoned. And of course, now Canada's introduced legislation that if you have a thought crime and they think you may have the intent to engage in hate speech online, that you will be censored and arrested. Ladies and gentlemen, the authoritarianism is being carried out by the globalists around the world against humanity. That makes InfoWars.com more important than ever. Mike in California, thanks for calling. I think we're barking up the wrong tree calling this gain-of-function research. Now, if you read the actual you know, 2014 legislation, the U.S. government gain-of-function deliberative process and research funding pause on selected gain-of-function research involving influenza, MERS, and SARS viruses. It does nothing about SARS-like viruses, and it's a research funding pause. It's not a stop. It's not a prohibition. It's when you come to a four-way intersection, there's the stop sign. You stop, you look both ways, and then you proceed and so it's also it doesn't pause all gain of function just selected gain of function but they'll argue that this is actually characterization and qualification research so you know rand and others you know maybe fauci was right they don't quite know what they're talking about calling it gain of function you know that's why he didn't perjure himself that's why he hasn't been arrested because they're literally creating new synthetic life forms that mimic what the viruses do but in the main definition it's still a gain of function they're making something deadly that spreads more easily to hurt people thank you mike we love you Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. How you get so much favor on your side? Accept the measure, Lord and Savior, I replied. That's your love, that neighbor, not divide. I'm a ride. That's on God. Welcome back, folks. This is the American Journal. I'm Harrison Smith. We're going to go to your phone calls momentarily. I just want to play a quick video first. It's actually kind of a long video, but it's uh, really well done, and it really lays out, again, what I describe here on this show as perception manipulation, that there is a number of, actually a great number of conflicts going on right now that deserve your attention, that are being carried out by the people that you elected into office, or their deep state masters, or their internationally banking backers. But, you know, you don't really care because it's not being plastered all over your screen because it's not CNN and MSNBC and Fox News all chanting in a single chorus telling you to care about this, telling you how to think about this. So and it's better just not to think about it, not to care about it, not to have an opinion on it. After all, the professionals are in charge. They know what they're doing, of course. And again, this is the danger of having a monolithic mainstream media, and it's also the point of having – an alternative media, and it's the reason why they want to destroy the alternative media. I mean, can you imagine what this conflict would look like if Twitter and Facebook and Google was as controlled as CNN and Fox News? Like, at least we still have the ability to speak out and people willing to take that risk. At least we still have InfoWars. 
At least we still have band.video where we can try to tell you that there are actually two sides of this and that for the last decade, if we as the American people had been standing up against our own government's neocon agenda, then we never would have gotten to this place. So I want to play this video. It's called You Choose to Ignore. I'll just let the whole thing roll because it brings up a lot of great points. Let's watch. Phone rang at 7.30 in the morning on the 24th of February. The dialer was my American friend from my high school days in the U.S. He was the last person I expected to call, especially at 7.30 in the morning. I knew immediately that the war has actually broken out. The beginning of the war did not surprise me. In fact, it's long overdue. What surprised me was the fact that he knew nothing about the suffering that the Russian-Ukrainians had endured over the past eight years. Let me get something straight. NATO promised that they wouldn't move an inch to the east. That was a lie. And now we are surrounded by an aggressive military alliance. NATO gladly bombed Yugoslavia under the pretenses of a potential genocide. Did they bomb just military installations? No. NATO destroyed schools, hospitals, bridges, cultural monuments, private businesses, and industrial plants. Did you forget about that? Did you forget about how NATO pumped money and weapons into Georgia right before Georgia bombarded Russian peacekeepers and civilians? Of course you did, because your media doesn't want you to know. Did you forget how yet another territory was ripped away from Serbia? Do you not remember Kosovo? Did you protest then? I bet you didn't, and I bet you didn't even care. Did you forget the invasion of Libya? If you're in Europe, you can't forget. Thousands of migrants are your daily reminder of what your governments did to that country. Did you protest the illegal invasion of Syria by Turkey and the U.S.? I bet you didn't. Do you care about Saudi Arabia starving Yemen? I bet you don't. Do you care or did you care about the illegal invasion of Iraq and Afghanistan under false pretenses? What, they aren't people to you? Why haven't you been vocal against the murder of children and civilians at Iraqi and Afghani weddings by American bombardment? Ah, that's right. They're brown people. They're probably worth less to you. Where were your crocodile tears when Kiev started bombarding Ukrainian Russians in the east simply for doing the exact same thing as the Ukrainians did in the west, was to get rid of a corrupt government? Where were your crocodile tears when Kiev shut off electricity and water to Crimea? Where was your save the Ukrainian people when 48 civilian anti-Maidan Ukrainian protesters were rounded into a union trade house and burned alive whilst those who tried to escape the fiery hell were beaten and shot? Do you by any chance know who the, who the Madonna of Gorlovka is? Do you know who the, or what the Alley of Angels memorial is? Let me give you a hint. People engraved into that memorial aren't alive and they are not adults. Did you shed even one digital virtue signaling tear when the children at the children's beach in Zagres were purposefully bombed by the Ukrainian military using illegal cluster bombs? I bet you didn't, but that's okay. How would you? Your mainstream media keeps you in the dark. For eight years, the U.S. and its allies have been pumping billions of dollars worth of lethal weapons into Ukraine. For eight years, the Ukrainians have been waging a war with their own people in the East. And for seven years, um, Russia and the people of the Donetsk and Lugansk republics have been patiently waiting for Kiev to adhere to the Minsk agreements. Should Russia have waited maybe 20 more years? You know, uh, the amount of years that the U.S. spent killing Afghanis? 
So whilst leaders like Boris Johnson, Joe Biden, Emmanuel Macron, uh, Olaf Scholz and Ursula von der Leyen have been virtue signaling about the poor Ukrainians, they have been robbing the Ukrainians of their dignity, making their economy run on loans from the IMF, and basically robbing them of their future. And Russia is to blame when we were their primary trading partner. The West pushed Russia into a corner. Protect yourself from an increasingly hostile neighbor who wants to become part of a hostile military alliance called NATO and lose Nord Stream 2, for example. Or watch Russian Ukrainians get slaughtered by the thousands. The West wanted to fight this war with Russia until the very last Ukrainian. Remember Kosovo? Well, the Lugansk and Donetsk republics have every right to exist. Russia didn't set the precedent. Your leaders did when they recognized Kosovo. And final food for thought. Why was there no bombardment of innocent civilians in Crimea, even though it's closer to Kiev than Donetsk is? I'll give you a hint. The actual Russian military was there, protecting the people. Here's another. The Ukrainian army has been fighting this invisible Russian army for eight years now in the East, according to your mainstream media. Why then did the Ukrainian army collapse within 24 hours when fighting the actual Russian military? And since it did, what do you think your tax dollars were doing in Ukraine? That's right. Your tax dollars were used by Ukrainians in the West to kill Ukrainians in the East. And you didn't give a flying f about it. So if you haven't been following this conflict from day one and now you put the blue and yellow flag on your photo, wipe away your crocodile tears, please. And find out why your governments have been supporting those who have made a Nazi criminal, Stepan Bandera, their national war hero. Don't expect a good result from pushing a bear and a dragon into a corner. And definitely don't be surprised when that bear and that dragon begin pushing back. So if you haven't been crying for the collectively millions of dead Iraqis, Afghanis, Syrians, Libyans, Yugoslavians, and East Ukrainians these past 20 years, but you're crying crocodile tears for Ukrainian military installations, Wipe them away and think about what your governments have been doing and what they're still doing. And I hope that this eight-year story of a war started by a criminal Ukrainian government against its own people can finally come to an end. And Ukrainians and Russians can finally live in peace. Here's a point, folks. For the last several decades, a concerted plan has been in place to make especially the American people unquestioning NPCs, robots programmable from a central computer. And they've been stripped of their ability to think for themselves, to gather and then understand information for themselves. And it's resulted in the ability for those in power to flip a switch and inspire ruthless, inhuman bloodthirst in their followers. We saw it with COVID, now we're seeing it with Russia. These people who claim to love love everybody and just want everybody to get along will slit your throat smiling if they're told to. You know, it's crazy to get to this point. It's very bittersweet. Everything we've talked about has happened just like we said it would. And now we have a lot of credibility, but I don't care about that. I care about beating the New World Order. And it's because we have so much credibility, they can't allow us to stay on air much longer. And I don't have time to tell you all the stuff they're doing to us. For a lot of reasons, I can't tell you what's going on. But let's just say this. We're going to see this through to the end. We're going to stay on air as long as we can. So please pray for us and please buy the products at InfoWarsStore.com. They're great products, plus they fund the operation. So you know, unlike other products you can buy, they're still great. Do they fund freedom? No, a lot of them don't. 
These are great products that fund freedom and fund justice when the whole world's waking up and looking for truth. That's why the globalists are censoring. They can't bring in all this tyranny and leave people like us on the air. So while you're at it, don't just financially support us and spread the word. Download everything we've done you can find and save it because who knows how long we're going to be on the air and the enemy is trying to destroy everything we ever said. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. Going directly out to your phone calls now. We have Ben in Australia who wants to, he wanted to call in about that first clip that we played of the young man in the Australian uh, panel show. Essentially expressing the alternative viewpoint that what Russia's doing is not completely insane and, uh, you know, baseless, but they're actually responding to aggression from Ukraine over the last several years and the failure of the international community to do anything about it. Uh, Ben, how did this clip go over in Australia there? Uh, G'day, Harrison. Great to be with you, mate. Uh, It didn't go over too well whatsoever. It went over as expected for the people that wish for that to happen. Last evening, uh, the sentiment in Australia for the past week has been from the Prime Minister on down that Putin, Hitler, Putin's the worst guy on earth, and we've got to help the Ukrainians. If anyone says anything to the contrary of that, you are persona non grata. So the young man, who was very eloquent, and he raised an interesting question, interesting point to point out that the inherent bias. Australian media and their lack of um, objectivity, I guess. And that was seen as not good enough. Now, that mm. television show, Harrison, that is a leftist television show, a very progressive television show. It's on the national broadcaster. So it'll be a bit like a question and answer weekly program, which might air on PBS or something like that in the nation. Right. Um, it's it's not good though, mate. And uh, the, the host himself is recently come under some fire, not being woke enough on particular issues. And personally, I believe his interaction with the young man and the way he shut down the conversation and accused him of supporting murder and all those outlandish accusations. I think that was a way to hurry favour mm. with the woke majority that had extricated him recently for not being woke enough for them. It, it was just a shame, mate. It, it, it really, I hope it um, accurately demonstrated for the world the current climate here in Australia in regards to what you can say and what you cannot say. It's not just on social media. It's on legitimate television programs where conversation is meant to be the focus of the program. Right. But it's wrong thing, Harrison. It was wrong thing, mate, and you, know, you can't have wrong think in today's age because uh, that, that's against the narrative. Right. And, Ultimately, well, and, though, he's yeah. got a lot of support. The young guy's going to have a lot of support. Plenty of us for it, and we're, you know, we're right there with him. We don't have to be for Putin to be somebody who questions 
the legitimacy of the reporting of what's going on over there. Right, and, and just to, just to, just to, just to emphasize your point, Ben, because. You only silence somebody. You only, you know, accuse somebody of, oh, you're advocating violence when they're clearly not. You only do that when you don't have an answer to their objection. If they were confident and well informed in their position that that you know we need to support Ukraine, we need to go in war in Ukraine, then they would have an answer to what that guy said. They would be able to say, I could even do it. I mean, all, all it takes is a little bit of rhetorical skill, I guess, to go, look, we all care about what happens to those uh, Ukrainians. But the fact is that Vladimir Putin brought that about as well. Like you could you could frame that in a way that still supports uh, your position. But I think the real issue, and tell me if you agree, Ben, is how sort of forthright the kid was. Because we're sort of trained in this milieu, especially with social media. You see it especially on things like Reddit. Reddit's sort of the worst about it, is that you can say this stuff, but you have to couch it. You have to like layer upon layer upon layer of, now I'm just saying, and now I'm not, I'm not being violent here, but maybe we could consider that, you know. But the fact is the kid just said, uh, look, uh, you're you're saying that Russia's the bad guy and Ukraine's the good guy, but I disagree with that. I'm in favor of what Russia's doing, right? He was just blunt about it. He was forthright about it. He didn't couch it in a bunch of weasel words where he was uh, kowtowing and sort of you know, uh, uh, giving the benefit of the doubt to his enemies. And I think that's what made them mad is that he just straight up said it. He didn't, he didn't you know, apologize as he was saying it. Uh, do you think that has something to do with it, the, the way that this kid talked about it in such a forthright and blunt way? Uh, yes, it did, because that's the trade for body watching. But there's two sides to this story, and there's actually victims on both sides. Right. Now, the Australian media has been trying to demonize all of Russia. Like, there's been Russian players have been taken out of video games. Right. We're taking all Russian vodka has come off the shelves of liquor stores here in Australia. <laughs> the, so the Russian people are bit. The Russian people legitimately uh, are being almost targeted by the media in a way that would um, encourage the rest of the population to think of them similar to what we think of inmates of Guantanamo Bay. Mm. You know, these people aren't just anti-vaxxers. They're anti-vaxxers that support Putin. And Putin is Hitler. Right. So they're beyond approach, and, and these people need to be the platforms. Um, yeah. I, I thought I thought the, the host, the gentleman Dan Grant, he's Indigenous, by the way, so he's Indigenous Australian. That's a whole other story. Right. But I thought the host, Dan Grant, um, his categorization of the young man's comments as instantaneously, so you support murder, right. you support murder, you want to kill people. Young men didn't say that whatsoever. Right. No, it's it's absolutely outrageous, and, and you're, you're you're right to draw the parallels between the way COVID is talked about and the way that kid is talked about. It's exactly the same, right? You go, well, I have some questions about this vaccine, and the response is, oh, so you want people to die from you? You are in you are on the side of COVID in this, and it's like, no, they're actually, if you want to keep people alive, you have to consider both sides. And uh, heck, I even do it myself on this show uh, because it's necessary because I guess you have to at this point because, again, people are so well-programmed that if you just say, well, you know, here's what Ukraine did, they're like, oh, so you, you're a murderer. So you love murder and you think Putin is Hitler, but that's a good thing, right? And it's like, 
no, I want there to be less murder, so I'm pointing these things out so we can avoid the violence in the future. And if you don't couch it in that way, uh, then they're, they're able to paint you as a murderer. It's despicable. But thank you so much for that, uh, for that call, Ben. I, I appreciate uh, – always appreciate hearing from the land down under. And uh, I do want to get to some more calls though. Thank you for the call, Ben. Let's go to Alex in Wisconsin who wants to talk about uh, some of the military uh, being unvaxxed. Thanks for calling in. Alex, you're on the air. Alex in Wisconsin? Ah, too slow. Let's go to a local evil politician in hell. <laughs> the Satan himself on the line. Thanks for calling in, local evil politician. You're on the air. What's up, you dumb bastard? I mean, by beautiful people. You just haven't figured it out yet, huh? Just dumped all that big pharma money, so of course we got to start a war. What do you think? We kill people for free over here? Ah, ah, ah. I mean, you guys are some dumb bastards, let me tell you. You got your buddy Trump in there. He rolled out all that beautiful poison. And he's like, oh, it's so wonderful. It's so great. And guess what? He's coming back in. The big snake, I like to call him. He's a good guy, everybody. <laughs> so uh, what's, your, what's your plan here, Satan? I mean, what, what, is, what does Satan want from this? Just death and destruction on a massive scale? Well, what's, what's the point of uh, going into this war? Just to hide the crimes of the big pharma company? Did, did Pfizer get its day and now it's Raytheon's time to shine? I mean, uh, what's, what's the corporate uh, impetus behind all of this? Well, my good friend, all you guys got to do is look at the stock portfolios of us, and you'll see everything. It's clear as day. Anyway, we're going to do a fake nuclear war, just bite off some freaking big bombs and go watch out for the fallout. All you dumb bastards are going to be afraid, not realizing it's the poison we put inside you, and we're turning up the frequency of all those cell towers, and we're just wrecking the hell out of all of you. Guess what? The best part. We're all going to be in our underground cities laughing our asses off. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, say what you want about uh, about uh, Satan. It's good to hear a politician be honest for once. It's refreshing, I think, to hear truly from the heart of a politician, not couched in all these, you know, uh, flowery words about, you know, peace and love, but just getting right down to the bare bones of it and saying we love death, our money, our, our stock portfolio is skyrocketing, and you'll all be living in nuclear winter while, we'll en- while we are enjoying our underground bunkers. It's refreshing to hear honesty once. Two of our best-selling products are back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. And they will sell out in the next three, four months before I get more of the product in if I sell it at full price. But I want those of you that have been on the fence about getting Winter Sun or getting X3 to try the products and see how amazing they are. And I believe you will then get hooked on them like myself, my family, and the crew are. So again, both these products are back in stock. Both X3 and Winter Sun, they are 50% off for a limited time because they're going to sell out at this price. I would estimate in less than a month. So this is your chance to get X3 and experience the good halogens versus the bad halogens. This is your chance to have the highest quality vitamin D3 with vitamin K for your immune system as well. They're amazing and they're at InfoWarsStore.com. And the reason this is a 360 win is it funds the operation. I need funds to run the operation. You need to be healthy. We need to stay on air. It's a match made in heaven. The scientific dictatorship that I've been warning you about for 27 years has now gone from beta testing to operational. 
The globalists are out in the open with their planetary depopulation takeover, their robot takeover. But the good news is we've been working and you've been working and others have been working across the planet for decades to get ready for this, to be able to fight it off. Humanity is strong. We're incredible. And if we're aware of the attack that's happening, we have a real chance of defeating it. If we ask God for guidance, we will defeat it. So prayer is essential, research is essential, getting prepared is essential, and warning others is absolutely essential. And at the same time, supporting InfoWars by buying high-quality products to keep us on air is essential because they're great products for you and your family, and they're also funding our operation. InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWarsStore.com is incredible. A lot of our products that have been sold out because of the supply chain breakdowns are back in, like Bodies, VasoBeats, and others. So get them today at InfoWarsStore.com, and I thank you for being part of the resistance. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, we're actually going to have a surprise guest in studio with us. Uh, in the next hour, he'll be taking your calls with us. If you pay attention to social media, you may know who it is. But if not, you just have to wait and see. That's called a teaser in the business. <laughs> but it'll be fun. We'll be taking your calls, of course. Throughout the second hour, we'll be joined in the third hour by an expert in nuclear warfare, uh, perhaps with a warning of what is to come. And we'll go back to your phone calls in just a second. I do want to say, though, uh, Heart goes out to RT America. They have ceased production and laid off most of their staff. RT America will cease production and lay off most of its staff, according to a memo from TNR Productions, the production company behind the Russian state-funded network, which CNN obtained. They're laying off all of their workers. They say the layoff will likely be permanent, meaning that it will result in permanent separation from employment for most TNR employees at all locations, including studios in New York, Miami, Los Angeles, and Washington, D.C. But, of course, it was dropped by DirecTV earlier this week. It's been banned from Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter, I believe. Roku, a company uh, that sells hardware to allow people to stream content, also banished RT from its platforms. Yeah, familiar, isn't it? Isn't that familiar? You know, they, they go on a full-fledged canceling campaign against this media outlet, remove them from their platforms, and now they're shuttering all of their offices permanently, according to them. Now, why did RT go down when InfoWars didn't? It's the same tactics. It's the same methods. It's the same attack against RT that was against InfoWars. Of course, in that case, it was predicated on the fact that they're being funded by Russia, but BBC is funded by Britain, uh, and all of the other media companies are funded by international stakeholders. So uh, why is this different? Oh, because they say so. That's why. But there's only one reason why these attacks can work against other media outlets and yet fail against InfoWars. And that one reason is the InfoWars store. InfoWarsStore.com is the only thing that keeps us around. It's the one thing that keeps us funded. We don't take money from anybody, international or domestic. We are fully independent and free because we have you, the American people, funding us directly, and that's what we need. You know, uh, things are not looking so good in the world today, but here at InfoWars, I know morale is high, and it is like an army whose morale is high, whose energy is high, who are on a distinct and important mission, but we need the supply train. We need to be resupplied. Like a car, the engine is good. The, pa- the gas pedal is pressing the floor. The only thing that determines whether or not we move forward is whether we have gas in the tank. And that's what you can provide by going to InfoWarsStore.com. Please support us. You see the attacks ramping up on anybody not 
parroting verbatim the dictates of the establishment, and you know that InfoWars has long been on the chopping block. Help us to fend off these attacks and survive uh, the uh, assassination attempt against our network. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and help fund us as we continue to indomitably carry out this fight regardless of what they throw at us what they accuse us of and the names they call us we will continue to tell the truth continue to advocate for level-headed peace in a world beset by chaos and indifference and with that we go back out to your phone calls let's go to richie in florida thanks for calling in richie you have a son in the air force uh how are you richie you're on the air doing well doing well yeah my son joined the air force about uh I don't know, maybe I think seven months ago, eight months ago, and then, uh, you know, they, then you have a, the ability to look for a job in the Air Force. He graduated top five in class, all-star running back, state champion, 400-meter race, 200-meter race. Wow. They call him Tarzan, but he's got a brain, a really good, smart, intelligent brain. Cyber uh, warfare is what he picked for the job. So on March 22nd, he goes to Tampa, flies over to uh, Texas, and then he gets the poison jab. Well, you know, you know, and, and you know what it is? He's so into his books and his studies, and he's got, yeah, six years, I'm going to go in, I'm going to come out, I'm going to buy a house for grandma, I'm going to buy a house for you, buy a house for this person, and I'm going to work in the private sector, I'm going to be a you know, millionaire, have five kids. So he's he's out in the future. He's, he's gazing in the future. He's got a lot of, you know, he's a smart guy, he's a handsome, good-looking guy on top of that, and he just can't find the time to understand that this is an ugly world we're living in and and things are happening and he just he just doesn't understand it he, right. he, I, I don't know if he i don't know what it is i don't know what it is but i'm trying to figure out what can we do now how, how can we stop this yeah, God, it, you know, you make such a good point because it, what's what's the old Vladimir Lenin quote, right? One death is a tragedy, but a 10,000 deaths is a statistic. Like, you know, the way you just described your son is probably the way you can describe really a huge amount of the people that join our armed forces. They're like the best and brightest that our country has to offer. They are intelligent and uh, – Good people who are, you know, desperate to do something positive with their life. And that's what I think about every time I see them advocating for war in Ukraine to send American people to go fight and die. For what is the question? What is worth that sacrifice? What is worth sending people like your son overseas to to fight for some uh, oligarch or for you know joe biden's son to have a fifty thousand dollar a month uh job it's it's despicable these people need to be used to their fullest extent to protect this country and to better our lives and to better their lives as well they are not meat to be fed into uh the grinder and they're certainly you know it's these types of people that are awake and uh you know aware of what's going on that then refuse the vaccine that we're kicking out of our army because, you know, it's just let's just kick out the best and brightest. Let's kick out the, the most, you know, those with the highest fortitude. Just kick them out because they won't bend their knee to this uh, ridiculous anti-scientific uh, demand. Uh, did your son end up taking the jab or not? Yeah, he, he, he got the job. Uh, and uh, he, he, like I said, he graduated top five of his class, went to college, got the cyber, passed the cyber exam. Yeah. He's going to be he selected a job in cyber warfare where he's going to have security clearance. And so I'm thinking maybe. They'll get lucky and they'll give them a, a placebo. They'll give them, you know, a, a fake jab. But mm. then again, I don't know what's going on. And I, and I and I just and I'm trying to tell them, like, listen, be your own man. You're the president and CEO of your life. Right. You go over there. If you got goosebumps and then you get off that plane, they're gonna jab you. We'll support you. We'll get lawyers. We'll do whatever mm. we got to do. 
We'll support you. Well, that's amazing. I mean, he's lucky to have a, a dad like you, uh, you know, telling him exactly that. Because, yeah, hey, it's it's his choice. And if he wants to do it, then uh, Godspeed to him. We'll pray for him. But uh, you can't go into this stuff uh, blindly and, and without asking questions. You need to have the full picture in mind. Well, I, you know, we pray for your son. Luckily, you know, if he's in cyber warfare, he's probably not going to be in too much danger. And uh, he may actually be able to do some good if he's there, you know, in the system, you know, working in the Air Force and uh, actually enlightened to this stuff. Then that's one but more person on our side. What about the document dump? Is that, is that going to change? Is, is, is there anything happening with this new document dump about Pfizer? Are they going to – do you see any intel, anybody telling you on, on the whisper, telling you, hey, it looks like we're going to shut this thing down? Is it hurting yeah, but everything sort of is going in different directions, right? It's like the, somebody will sue to put a stay on the vaccine mandates, and a judge approves that in one branch of the government. But the other branch of the government, the judge, you know, says it's okay to do. I, I mean, it, there, there's a hundred different directions that's going. But I think the overall trend is obviously everything's rolling back now. The mandates are rolling back. The uh, mask mandates are rolling back. Everything's rolling back, which you know doesn't mean we're going to let this go. Doesn't mean the people that did this to us are going to get away with it. But it does mean that you. You know, if you just hang on a little bit longer, then the pressure will stop and you'll no longer be demanded to do this. So I, I think you have the exact right uh, approach. I just say, you know, keep trying to inform your son, keep trying to, you know, make him aware of what's going on. And if he does get into the Air Force and gets that security clearance and that's one more person on America's side, a patriot within the system that can uh, operate against the globalist machinations that are going on behind the scenes. So Godspeed to your son. And uh, thank you. Yeah, please call us back again and, uh, and let us know how things are going, Richie. I really appreciate it. Let's go now to. To, uh, Jason in Minneapolis who wants to talk about John Kerry's son and Hunter Biden, of course, the uh, Ukrainian uh, uh, wonder twins, right? The, the Hardy Boys of U- Ukraine. Thanks for calling in, Jason. You're on the air. Thanks uh, for having me on, Harrison. I, I meant to get this out a long time ago. Last week, uh, the MG show on Rumble had a show called Sons of Tyranny. And on it, uh, and Vince, pretty much every podcast after that. Um, they were they were showing on that show that Rosemont Seneca is was founded in 2009 by Hunter Biden, Christopher Hines, which is John Kerry's stepson, mm-hmm. and a man named Devin Archer. Mm-hmm. And Devin Archer is, or um, Christopher Hines is also involved with Neil Callahan. Mm. which was previously the managing director of Rosemount Seneca. And he's now with a place called Private Growth Equity. These places fund or are insured by Metabiota. Metabiota has labs they insure in Ukraine, in Tbilisi. In Tbilisi. They have um, uh, in Georgia, in Georgia Tbilisi, yeah. Georgia. Um, they they're actually uh, located in Los Angeles or San Francisco. Uh, it, it's just it's a very I'm it's a very a tangled web. It's a very tangled web, isn't it? I've said a million times. You want to find out what's really going on? Just start clicking on names in Wikipedia, man. Start clicking on the corporation name, see who owns it. Devin Archer, of course, is in prison now because of his dirty dealings, and uh, Hunter is still uh, flying free, smoking crack and uh, painting with his nose. Thanks for that call, man. Yeah, the, the, the spider web is very tangled right now.
Mike in California, thanks for calling. I think we're barking up the wrong tree calling this gain-of-function research. Now, if you read the actual you know, 2014 legislation, the U.S. government gain-of-function deliberative process and research funding pause on selected gain-of-function research involving influenza, MERS, and SARS viruses. It says nothing about SARS-like viruses, and it's a research funding pause. It's not a stop. It's not a prohibition. It's when you come to a four-way intersection, there's the stop sign. You stop, you look both ways, and then you proceed and so it's also it doesn't pause all gain of function just selected gain of function but they'll argue that this is actually characterization and qualification research so you know rand and others you know maybe fauci was right they don't quite know what they're talking about calling it gain of function you know that's why he didn't perjure himself that's why he hasn't been arrested because they're literally creating new synthetic life forms that mimic what the viruses do but in the main definition it's still a gain of function they're making something deadly that spreads more easily to hurt people thank you mike we love you You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. You are a true believer. Blessings of this day. Please forgive blessings of the masses. Let us be thankful we have an occupation to fill. Work hard. Increase production, prevent accidents, and be happy. An all-powerful biomedical world government that seeks to end the male-female relationship and turn us into drugged-out, shaved-head slaves. Where do you think George Lucas got that plan for his student film in the 60s and his first movie in the early 70s? Well, Lucas has talked about it before. And I was always struck with the fact that we were living in the future. If you were to make a film about the future, the way to do it would be to use real things because we are living in the future. Those were plans being floated around since the 30s at major U.S. and European British universities. Aldous Huxley wrote Brave New World in 1931. So people keep asking how I know what's coming next. Are you kidding me? THX-1138 is the actual plan. Uh, as technology becomes more and more complicated, it becomes necessary to have more and more elaborate organizations, more hierarchical organizations. And incidentally, the advance of uh, technology has been accompanied by an advance in the science of organization. It's now possible to make organizations on a larger scale than was ever possible before. And so that you have more and more people living their lives out as subordinates in these hierarchical systems controlled by bureaucracies, either the bureaucracies of big business or the bureaucracies of big government. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Excellencies, the future is already here. The future has begun. It's a new system. It changes us because it's a fusion of our physical, digital, and biological spheres. It's an integration of those spheres. Just think of sensors planted into our brains. The opportunities are immense. Everyone will have wear white, everyone will have shaved heads, everyone will be controlled by robots. You will be forcibly drugged, and you will worship an antichrist robot. You wanna live like that? 
That's where this all goes. It doesn't go where you're trendy and fun and you're in the metaverse. It ends with you as a slave of robots. This is their religion. You don't get in the club of Rome. You don't get in the Bilderberg Group. You don't get into these facilities. You don't get into the Davos Group unless you believe this. We are probably one of the last generations of Homo sapiens because in the coming generations, we will learn how to engineer bodies and brains and minds. Now, how exactly will the future masters of the planet look like? This will be decided by the people who own the data. Now, why is data so important? It's important because we've reached the point when we can hack not just computers, we can hack human beings and other organisms. The difference of this first uh, industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you if you take a genetic editing, right. uh, just as an example. And we have to integrate everybody into this process. It has to be an open process. So that's the reason why I'm so keen uh, to provide also a forward-looking dimension to this Great Reset Initiative by integrating the... 10,000 uh, global shapers, leaders between 20 and 30 years uh, old, um, who not only leaders, I mean, they represent uh, society uh, in 400 different cities of the world. It's the end of our species as we know it, and everything they're doing is forced. And billions of people took another body, the experimental GMO. The first gift they gave us was a poison spike protein that cuts the double helix and begins the process of killing us. Can you hear me? Stay calm. Everything will be... You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Second hour of American Journal has begun. I am joined in studio by the one and only Dan Lyman, foreign correspondent for InfoWars, editor of InfoWars Europe. He covers many prominent issues, including geopolitics, immigration, the elite gatherings such as Bilderberg and the World Economic Forum, the website europe.infowars.com. There's also borderhawk.news, which is an excellent source for anything you need to know about immigration, legal or illegal. Borderhawk.news is that website. You can follow him on Twitter at Citizen uh, Analyst. Thanks so much for coming on, Dan. I'm glad that we finally made this happen. There's been a few false starts. Yeah, there have been, and uh, I saw that you were going on uh, War Room a little bit later, and I thought, dang it, I should have asked him. And luckily, uh, things were happening behind the scenes that I was unaware of, and, and here you are. So we're going to take uh, phone calls uh, for the next hour or so. But, Dan, I want to start with a video by Andrew Tate, because uh, I guess you've been sort of off the grid for the last couple days. Yeah, I've been uh, in seclusion for the last week or so, <clears throat> working on a, a secret project, let's say. Yes. And uh, <clears throat> just came out of seclusion, and uh, I, I see that the world is even crazier than when I went in. Right. And, uh, <laughs> so I've just been catching up on what's going on, and uh, there's just no shortage of wild you, things. You thought maybe things would have been calmed down over the last couple days. I would have yeah. liked to come out and see some things calming down, but clearly they're not. <laughs> no, clearly it's going in the opposite direction. And, uh, you know, I think this uh, Andrew Tate clip, Though it's full of curse words, we've censored them, and uh, I think it really expresses how a lot of us feel that you know our trust in the establishment is completely evaporated. We we don't know who to trust, but we know who not to trust, and so uh, we're sort of stuck in this no man's land of of being suspicious of absolutely everybody and uh, on the side of no one. Let's go now to that clip of uh, Andrew Tate explaining this, and uh, we'll get we'll get your thoughts on it on the other side. Here's the theory on all of you. 
Putin was WEF, along with Trudeau and the rest. I don't believe any of this shit. Yes, there's a war, but in war, it's always the peasants and the peons and the civilians that die, right? So what Putin's done is he's mobilized a bunch of Mongols and, and Eskimos, Chechens, people without social media, miles away, miles away, a bunch of 20 year olds, told them they're on a military exercise, put them on a military exercise, they told them they were attacked and sent them to Ukraine. They didn't know what they're doing. Most of the Russians don't even know what's going on. That's the first thing that's happened. Ukraine's defending itself, but, and not to sound too crazy, Alex Jones, seven months ago, said Russia's going to invade Ukraine in February. It's, it's, it's all video. And he's been proven right. He's been proven right over and He goes, don't worry, there's going to be a big thing in February, World War III, to distract us. Now, is, are they trying to distract us from the COVID crimes the last few years? Is it because the international banking system's Is it because inflation's out of control? Oh, yeah. do, do they need this war for some reason? Because I am at the point now where I have so little faith in politics. I believe there's somebody above Ukraine and above Putin who's made a call to both of them and said, you're the good guy, you're the bad guy. Go. We need this now. Go. Send some people to get blown up. Some idiots that no one has a Facebook account for. No one's going to know they're gone because we all live on the internet. No one with an Instagram. Send them to go die. And we're going to call some issues so we have an excuse for inflation and the banking system failing and the dollar failing and all the COVID lies and everyone getting sick from the vaccine we made them take mm. and everything, everything else. I really am at that point now where I have no faith in any of it. I'm not saying the war isn't happening, but I'm saying the reason they're telling us is why is Putin just invading Ukraine to the point of trying to take Kiev? To what end? To what end? He ain't even able to take Kiev without massive civilian casualties. He's gonna, no one's going to accept it. The Russian populace won't accept it. Half of them have cousins in Kiev. The Russian military won't accept it, a lot of them. The Russian, most Russian soldiers from Moscow won't attack Kiev. Attack Kiev building. You need some Eskimo idiot. None of this makes sense. So I'm a conspiracy theorist now, none of it makes sense. I'm sitting in the war room, I'm sitting here in case the Russians come, but I don't believe in any of it anymore. Alex Jones is right. Alex Jones. Alex Jones. <laughs> Alex Jones was right, Dan. I mean, uh, I think there's a lot of truth to that. He says, you know, he thinks there's somebody above Ukraine and Russia that's pulling the strings. He points out that, like, the people getting us into this war are not the ones who are going to be fighting it or suffering under it. And it sort of gives the perfect excuse for what our elites seem to want to do anyway, which is cause the inflation, cause the gas shortage, cause all these other problems. Uh, I mean, how do you think war plays into the globalist schemes these days? I think it's necessary, and it's almost like they're clearing the table from the COVID stuff, mm. and they needed something really dramatic to make that to pull everyone's attention to something else. And it's been very effective, of course. So we've seen the mask NPCs have moved on to being the Ukraine NPCs um, for better or for worse. And, uh, you know, going to the gas inflation thing, uh, gas prices here in Texas are shockingly high. They're shockingly high everywhere. They're exploding. And I feel like yesterday riding around in the afternoon, it was 349 a gallon was the average going rate. And by nighttime I, I was seeing 369s everywhere. Mm. So it's, I mean, it's going fast and, they can blame everything on Ukraine right now. Yeah, they yeah. Get away with whatever Incredibly they want. Incredibly convenient. I mean, they were blaming it before even Ukraine, like, really got started. They were blaming the inflation on uh, on what was happening there. So, yeah, I think uh, – I, I do. I think we're all being played, and I think his, his point about – the, this being a distraction is very pertinent. And just like when you're watching a magician, it's not the hand waving in the air you need to pay attention to. It's what's happening uh, behind the back. Uh, so – but do you think – I mean, do you think that uh, – there's any legitimacy to what you know Putin claims his reasons for invading Ukraine is? Do you think there's any legitimacy in our claims that this is something necessary uh, to take place? Or, I mean, 
or, or are we missing like what are we missing behind the scenes Do you have any speculation in, into that well, I think a lot of us, I would include myself, are probably missing really a lot of historical context. Um, it's a very complex issue, right. as, as are many conflicts that rage on and on through the years and ebb and flow. And right, right now we're, at a, we're hitting a kind of a crescendo at moments, whereas it's been maybe a bit quieter in the past. Um, but of course, this didn't happen in a vacuum. It's, it's been led up to by a series of events that we can we have reported on quite yeah. a, uh, efficiently over the years. So, um, you know, it really remains to be seen how this all plays out. Um, I'm sure uh, folks like in Poland and uh, the surrounding countries, uh, the folks in Georgia, I'm sure, are probably a little unsettled at the moment at what's going on. And, of course, the massive inflow of refugees now pouring into Poland. Um, Poland has been battling to secure their border uh, extra, extra intensely over the last 8 to 12 months due to an actual... Uh, invasion of migrants who are coming through Belarus. So they've had to really secure their border in that regard. But now you have a very complex situation where you have a whole new influx coming in from a different angle, and they really kind of have to open the border to those folks. So I'm actually starting to see uh, reports in European media, uh, in foreign language media, that uh, migrants from other parts of the world are now taking advantage of these refugee inflows from Ukraine and sliding in with them. So this is another opportunity for... Um, unsavory actors to make their way into Europe and the European Union proper. Yeah, you know, that's interesting. And I think the the difference between the Ukrainian refugees and the refugees that we've gotten used to over the last decade or so is pretty stark, isn't it? I mean, these are people fleeing en masse from an oncoming army. They're grabbing everything that they can and just getting to the, the next closest, safest nation. It's a little bit different than people, you know, taking their time and going a couple thousand miles to arrive in a far-flung country who happens to have the most, uh, the best uh, benefits, I guess. I, I mean, I think it, it sort of illustrates how false the previous uh, refugee so-called refugee crisis was when you see how legitimate this one is when you see what what it really looks like for refugees to be fleeing war it sort of uh, exposes the lie that we've been exposed to that's been destroying europe for the last decade no absolutely and you know there already was a, a large ukrainian population in poland for instance if you take an uber in poland there's a good chance that your driver is going to be actually from ukraine right um and so there's already been a lot of people that have moved over into poland whether for work or temporarily or relocated themselves and now we're seeing hundreds of thousands more. So regardless of how this plays out, and even regardless of the fact that Polish people and Ukrainian people, there's probably a lot of similarities and it would be easier for them to assimilate than right. migrants, let's say from Afghanistan. Um, it is still going to disrupt Europe considerably what's going on, just what's happened so far. And uh, it remains to be seen how it plays out from here. Yeah, totally fascinating. Yeah, I want to get more into the uh, the European angle on this, obviously, since you lived in Europe for a while. Uh, and that's where a lot of this is coming from. In fact, we'll stick to this now. We'll go to your phone calls uh, for the entire second segment, but I do want to stick to this. Uh, Michael Schellenberger on Twitter says, people think Europe depends on Russia for energy because it lacks its own. But 15 years ago, Europe exported more natural gas than Russia does today. Now Russian exports three times more gas than Europe produces. Why? Because climate activists, partly funded by Russia, blocked fracking. And you can see in this chart the way that the Russian exports uh, overtook the European experts. I mean, this is, again, yeah, uh, conforming to the climate change activist concept of how the world should work, and it doesn't reflect reality, does it? Not at all. Yeah. Incredibly interesting. All right, we're going to take your phone calls and uh, talk about, again, the effects that the Ukraine war will have on its surrounding nations, whether we'll get involved and how close we are to nuclear exchange on the other side dan lyman is with me at citizen analyst on twitter uh we'll be back in just a second take your phone calls matthew in virginia gator in north carolina john in north dakota and chance in baton rouge we'll get to all of you 
Trust us. Stay tuned, folks. It's American Journal, InfoWars.com, Band.video. So I did it. I signed up for the Austin Marathon. I've been training probably not as much as I should be, but thank goodness for prayer and thank goodness for InfoWarsStore.com. Before I set out on a run, I throw down some Turbo Force to give me that energy I need to get going. You know, besides the energy, Turbo Force It is giving me the vitamins I need, like vitamin C to keep me healthy, and the essential B vitamins, plus the amino acids for sustained energy, giving me the best chance at getting through the training. And then every day now, I'm taking Dr. Jones Soreless. I have bad joints. Thanks, Mom. So this is great for giving my joints the extra support they need right now, plus inflammation support and extra flexibility. The quick-release capsules help me recover fast so I can get back to the training. Even if you're not crazy enough, to take on a marathon. Good news, Turbo Force, that can still give you the energy and clarity you need for every day, and Soreless can keep you moving and feeling great at any age. Frank in North Carolina, thanks for holding so long. Go ahead. Yeah, Alec, I just have to say something, man. It seems like every time I turn on your broadcast, you're bragging. It just gets old, man. I'm going to shut you down right now, okay? We're taking calls about your nomination. Do you understand they're having congressional hearings trying to shut us down? Do you understand I'm ringing the alarm? If that was happening to anybody else, I'd be freaked out. I mean, what's it going to take? Us being shut down? Is that what you want, Frank? You know what, Alex? uh, Put him on pause again. Hey, Frank, do you understand it's not bragging to say we are the tip of the spear, we're under attack, we need your help? As much begging as I do, we can barely pay the bills and grow in the face of this. I'm not going to just stop growth and let them start pushing us backwards. You understand? I need your help, Frank. I need your help, Frank. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now and help fund the InfoWars. Do you understand? I need your help, Frank. Free Press needs your help, Frank. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. back ladies and gentlemen i'm sitting here with dan lyman correction from the previous segment his twitter account is actually real dan lyman real dan lyman or as i sometimes read it real danly man do you get that a lot <laughs> dan lyman for emails and all that and people go what's danly man danly man my name yeah, dan lyman l-y-m-a-n so at real dan lyman is how you follow him on twitter and i suggest you do a lot of great content uh, everything from of course, borderhawk.news, immigration news, news from Europe uh, that the InfoWars audience would be interested in. So bodybuilding and, and health tips and, uh, and all that sort of stuff. Um, all right, let's just go out to phone calls here. We'll, we'll go to uh, Matthew in Virginia. Uh, thanks for calling in, Matthew. You are on the air with myself and Dan Lyman. Morning, Harrison. Morning, Daniel. Morning. Uh, so this is my second call. I managed to speak to Owen, the Two years ago, about I'd like to you know approach a topic in a little abstract point of view. Like <clears throat> I mentioned to Owen about when we first started pulling out of Afghanistan, that you know nobody was really talking about how they gave the mining rights to China, and I've heard him drop mm-hmm. that a few times since. So I think that's going to be my approach with you guys today. Like we all see it for what it is. Everybody has their own opinion. As a combat veteran from the United States Army, I did two tours in Afghanistan, so. I think we could all meddle as much as we want, but in the actuality of it, I mean, how well timed is this? You know, I, I know that I know that Putin, 
you know, he's 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 anti UN, anti globalist, but is he not involved as well? I mean, how well timed is right behind COVID? Yeah, that's uh, that's such a good point. And, you know, it just reminds me of like 2020 when you had the Black Lives Matter uh, riots right when COVID comes out, which gives them the the chance to do the mail in ballots and like everything falls into place so perfectly. It's like either, you know, this just these people are are blessed or they are working behind the scenes to sort of plan uh, plan out the timeline that this takes place. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts on this, Dan? The, the perfect timing of what's going on in Ukraine for the distraction from COVID, from the collapsing poll numbers uh, in the American uh, American government uh, is it is it too perfect to be true? Well, you know, I, I oscillate between thinking that these people really are evil geniuses and that they're right. basically like the DMV just destroying the world, <laughs> right. the DMV government. Um, you know, and I don't know. Uh, I think if they sow enough chaos, then they're bound to, you know, hit on many things that they want to. But then again, the timing is amazing. And, you know, going back to the 2020 thing, uh, when COVID came in, obviously, and we had um, really uh, fiery protests in parts of the world that the the governments had not been able to put down in Hong Kong, in France with the yellow vests. And then when COVID came in, it was like a blanket, you know, on a fire, basically put all that out. So, I mean, uh, I just, I mean... I do think there are a lot of evil geniuses in control right now, and I think there are also a lot of crazy, really low IQ people as well. It's it's a mess. Yeah, yeah, and you know, there's that classic uh, statement like "don't don't prescribe to malice what can be explained by stupidity." But I think you know the opposite can also be true, where it's like don't don't prescribe to coincidence something that is obviously orchestrated. <laughs> you know, I mean, when when the evidence is so overwhelming uh, that all of this stuff was carried out by the same actors that then uh, offer the solution to it, which of course progresses their stated agenda you know that they had even even previous to this uh, in the same way now there's this um statement from the uh uh ceo i guess of bayer or one, one of the executives of bayer essentially saying yeah we really wanted to get people on the mrna vaccine but nobody would have would have gone with it so it's just like well they wanted it anyway and then it just happened to land in their laps exactly like they wanted uh, very suspiciously convenient in my opinion uh, thanks so much for the call, Matthew. Let's go now to Gator in North Carolina. Thanks for calling in. Gator, you lived in Kiev, I understand. Uh, what are your thoughts on the current situation, sir? Or ma'am? Yeah, I mean, I was there a little while ago. Um, actually, uh, 2000, 2004, um, I used to walk every day. Uh, outside the main street there, lived over by the soccer stadium. Um, family from over there, traveled all over the area. Um, I'll say this, when I was Exiting there at 2004, that's shortly after the Orange Revolution had begun. Right. Um, and then uh, the president at the time, everybody remembers, he was poisoned. Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning of the uh, replacement of uh, the leadership there with um, uh, U.S. puppets, right? So right. Uh, when, I, when I was there, I'll say just firsthand experience uh, that um, in broad daylight, one sunny, beautiful uh, afternoon, I had to come to the aid and defense of a Hasidic Jewish man uh, that was walking down. Christianic, the main uh, street there, and being attacked uh, by a Nazi, beaten pretty severely on the street with people walking by and not caring, not paying attention. Wow. Um, in, in my role there, um, working with a, uh, a Christian broadcasting company that had a studio there, I learned that there was a serious, significant underground Nazi movement in there. Right? So right. The, the, that's not conjecture, it's not rumor, it, it's a fact. Um, you know, we were there when uh, the Breslan school was attacked. Uh, we had the first uh, the first reporters on on the scene there at the school. Um, so, uh, it is is 
is there, you know, like you said before, we all know the first casualty in war is the truth. Um, uh, as a person who was uh, also executive producer for major news affiliates in, in uh, North Carolina and also South Florida, and I'm being on the set of several major television network shows pertaining to anything to do with military CIA, I can assure you there are CIA script representatives on the set. Right. Right. So is, are, is the, is the, the tail wagging the dog a hundred percent. Right. Um, is this all a distraction? Just like the purpose of the contrived flu they called uh, COVID was that the purpose of that to terrorize people into taking this technology into their body? A hundred percent. Right. Right. I mean, I was, I was telling people a long time ago, look, the, the technology they're telling you they're going to put in for a vaccine. It's already in there. I mean, Bill Gates is patent 666. It, it was all, it was all already in there. Sure. Moderna, SM-102, it's all in there, right? Oh, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, 100%. So I'd say that what we're watching geopolitically and everything else is fulfillment of Scripture. It's really simple. The world's being divided up into 10 kingdoms with 10 rulers. And in a short time, once those 10 rulers are in place, they will give their authority over to one. Well, let me. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. I mean, I think that uh, seems to be the plan. That's what they announced that they're doing. But um, there's a story from yesterday. Uh, French President Macron met with Putin. He says, "quote There was nothing in what President Putin told us that should reassure us. He showed us great determination to continue the operation." Uh, he added that Putin quote wanted to seize control of the whole of Ukraine. He will, in his own words, carry out his operation to denazify Ukraine to the end. So what you're saying is that's not idle talk. There really are. There really is an underground Nazi movement in Ukraine. Uh, uh, that that Putin seems to at least ostensibly be, uh, you know, uh, framing himself against, and that's not speculation on your part, right, Gator? No, that's one hundred percent fact. If, if anybody's being intellectually honest with themselves and have lived in Ukraine and are awake and aware and plugged into the culture and everything there, they're going to know. Mm. Everybody knows, right? Interesting. Yeah, so yeah. It, it, it's like like the card carrying member of the Nazi Party, a Schwab. Are all these people? I would imagine so. Right? Well, they're, cer- they're certainly eugenicists. Thank you so much uh, f- for the call, Gator. We're, we're... Yeah, one last thing, if I can, Harrison, one, one quick thing. Quickly. There's a couple things I'm going to encourage the audience with. Is 18 U.S. Code 242. It's never discussed. Okay? When they, as they start coming against us here in the United States of America, right? 18 U.S. Code 242, color of law, right? Yeah, absolutely. What's your point about it? And then uh, Declaration of Independence, man. We need to have somebody read it like, every day. Yeah, I know. We need, a, we need a new Declaration of Independence that instead of listing to the crimes of George III, it represents the, uh, the crimes of Joe Biden and his uh, cohorts. We'll be back on the other side. More of your phone calls. More from Dan Lyman at RealDanLyman on Twitter, BorderHawk.News. We'll get his uh, read from a European perspective. Stay tuned. Two of our best-selling products are back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com. And they will sell out in the next three, four months before I get more of the product in if I sell it at full price. But I want those of you that have been on the fence about getting Winter Sun or getting X3 to try the products and see how amazing they are. And I believe you will then get hooked on them like myself and my family and the crew are. So again, both these products are back in stock. Both X3 and Winter Sun, they are 50% off for a limited time because they're going to sell out at this price. I would estimate in less than a month. 
So this is your chance to get X3 and experience the good halogens versus the bad halogens. This is your chance to have the highest quality vitamin D3 with vitamin K for your immune system as well. They're amazing, and they're at InfoWarsStore.com. And the reason this is a 360 win is it funds the operation. I need funds to run the operation. You need to be healthy. We need to stay on air. It's a match made in heaven. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. I'm here with Dan Lyman. He runs uh, InfoWars Europe, which can be found at europe.infowars.com. And, of course, borderhawk.news covers immigration issues all around the world, here in America as well, legal, illegal, whatever immigration uh, topics may be of interest, you can find there at borderhawk.news. You can find him on Twitter at RealDanLyman. And, of course, you can support everything we do here by going to infowarsstore.com, take advantage of the 50% off sale, and help us to make it through this ever more dangerous situation uh, we find ourselves in as a country but also as a media outlet i don't know if uh, you've had a chance to look into this dan but the shutting down of rt rt america massive production offices here in america in la in new york in washington dc and all shuttered in basically a single day after they've been kicked off direct tv and kicked off uh, all these other um, outlets I, sort of a dangerous precedent they're setting isn't it? I guess it's justified by uh, old, old, our friend Oliver Darcy there and uh, the globalist as well. It's, it's wartime, so you know if we got to silence uh, a media outlet, you know, the First Amendment has to take a back seat now. Uh, what are your thoughts about this? Uh, it is an interesting precedent. Obviously, they set that precedent with us and right. some other folks before RT. Um, but uh, you know, I think it's going to – journalists should be disturbed by that, and it doesn't seem like they are, too many of them in the mainstream, to find out that they can just be – have their operations shut down and have their jobs just axed like that. So right. um, you know, it is telling that they're not fighting for the First Amendment in the United States. Anyone reporting in the United States should be uh, afforded that, that, um, that right, and uh, clearly they're not. And um, they should be maybe concerned about if the pendulum swings in a different direction. It could be them that's losing their job. Right. But, uh, you know. You know, you know what it reminds me of is on YouTube, they would give warnings. And if it was RT, it would say, like, this is a foreign – I forget how they framed it. But the wording was, like, very negative, right? It was like, this is a state-sponsored uh, propaganda outlet from Russia. And under BBC, it said, uh, this media outlet receives some funds from, you know, uh, it's, it's government largesse. You know, whatever – the way they phrased it was much more soft and, and it's OK that it's – because it's, it's from the UK government. So, yes, they get some money or NPR, or PBS. Yes, it is. But these are, are state-funded outlets, right? Uh, but really, it's, I mean, it's the same thing, BBC – you're, you know, Ukraine funds BBC, Russia funds funds RT. I'm in favor of, uh, you know, a wide swath of uh, of opinions or from uh, of outlets like this. Uh, but yeah, it, it's very troubling to me that it doesn't seem like there's any pushback. In fact, CNN seems to be celebrating this. Right, and and the, I think everyone should be a little bit concerned when literally the entire establishment, including Fox News, yeah. is all pumping the same narrative 24 seven all day, and there's probably one show on television in mainstream media that would be tucker carlson that isn't right and of course they're going after him with everything they got uh because you know we don't want to parrot the uh, the establishment uh dictates 
That's yeah. They don't like that. They really don't like that, and they're really doing everything they can to stop. I only got to, uh, phone calls again because we have Henry in Chicago, who always has uh, you know really good understanding about um, the situation. You've called in about Ron DeSantis here. Thanks for calling in, Henry. You are on the air with myself and Dan Lyman. My phone call. I was. Uh, I found out the DeSantis is not what he seems to be. He's a globalist medical tyranny, and he approved a bill giving immunity to the hospital. Senate Bill Seven Zero One Four. Okay, so people need to wake up because just because they say, "Oh, you want your freedom and all that," they have a hidden agenda, mm-hmm. and um, he's backed by the Koch brothers, the Geo uh, um, Group, mm-hmm. the toxic enterprises. So we need to find out because if you go to the hospital with the immunity, they can give you anything on your body. You can assume they can, of course, you give you the shot. Oh well, you know we're immune to it, just like the vaccine. So we need to stop this right before it gets out of hand because with Ukraine and um, the Russia war, it's all uh, our propaganda from the globalists. Yeah. Because Putin don't want to be ruled by the globalists, so he's fighting back. But the media here, oh no. The Ukraine people, blah, 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 this poor. No, they were Nazis up there. They, they were killing people. They were bombing the two uh, eastern part of um, Russia, you know, Donbass and Kansky. And then the media then reported that. I have a, a friend that lives in Switzerland, and he was telling me five years ago that all the bombing was going on and nobody covered anything in America. Right. No, yeah, well, you, you're, you're exactly right on that. At the same time, like, obviously, obviously we do feel for the Ukrainian people in the same way that I would feel for the, the American people if, uh, if we were to come under attack at the same time. That wouldn't stop me from criticizing the American government in the, in the same way that I, that I do now. And I think you bring up a good point, Henry, with uh, whether it's Ron DeSantis. It's like it doesn't matter how good they are on the Republican side. There's always something to make you second guess. Of course, Ron DeSantis signed a bill uh, – a, a, Bill governing Florida while he was in Israel about you know preventing anti-Semitism from BDS or whatever it was, but uh, but it was something that he promised not to do and he went and did it. I mean, you know, he's sort of playing both sides on this. And then we have you know Lindsey Graham calling for Russians to carry out the Julius Caesar style assassination of Vladimir Putin, and it's like, is this not a time when? Republicans can latch onto something that is popular in the American uh, uh, population. Actually, champion it. Can they not be the ones who are pumping the the brakes on the um, you know the war train <laughs> that's taking us towards destruction? Yeah. I mean, can they not be the champions of this? Would it not be good for their own political uh, uh, growth as well as anything else? Uh, Dan, what, what's your opinion on just the failure of Republicans to do anything positive at all ever in this country? No, it's it's the uniparty, and and I think your the caller makes a good point. You know, I think Ron DeSantis has done a lot of great things in Florida. Uh, I am appreciative. I've spent the last month there or so. That at least feels semi-normal at this point when so many other places don't. Um, But at the same time, we cannot trust any of these people. We need to remember that the entire government uh, is corrupt, uh, different levels of corruption, of course, and that uh, all of these people have ulterior motives and things going on behind the scenes, and we should not be fanboying, fanboying any of them too yeah. heavily. But I mean, when you look at like everything going on right now with like uh, you know the appointment of uh, Jackson to the Supreme Court or the nomination of her to the Supreme Court, and the Republicans are like, yeah, that sounds good, that's fine. It's like, do you not remember? 
the last two nominations to the, or the last three nominations to the Supreme Court when the Democrats fought tooth and nail to prevent it, did everything they could to stop it? Like, can you not have some pushback, even if just for form's sake, to show your constituents that you don't just roll over for whatever the Democrats want? And in this case, like, even if it's a political, even if the reason they're arriving at the conclusion is some sort of political calculus, can you at least go, hey, look, if Biden's pushing this war, we need to be against it. We need to be saying Biden's leading us down the, the road to destruction. We're the peace party. We don't want these these crazy wars. Uh, I mean, are they just so scared of the media, Dan? Is that really what it's all about? They're just so brainwashed and terrified of being called bad names that they can only roll over like dogs. No, absolutely. And, you know, um, we saw after Marjorie Taylor Greene spoke at a conference this weekend yeah. that was uh, controversial in the media's eyes. They raked her over the coals. Thankfully, I was actually appreciative to see that she didn't mind uh, knowing full well what the media S storm would be afterwards. But um, I think, yeah, the majority of them for just about all of them in the Republican Party are scared of being uh, unpopular or attacked by the media or called names. And uh, they would rather just kind of uh, go with the flow. Yeah. You know, it's like, uh, you know, this, the mug, the, the icon of InfoWars, right? The sheepdog. It's like, we know the wolves are going to attack. That's what wolves do. We, there are these corrupt people that are going to try to lease into war to enrich themselves. They're going to try to enslave us by all these different methods. Uh, but it's, it's a whole other level when the sheepdog that you have to protect your flock is the one killing the sheep. And I think that's what we keep finding is that just we have no champions. We have nobody willing to stand up for us and say the American people don't want to go to war. We don't want to be involved in World War III. We don't want to play chicken with a nuclear-armed superpower uh, for no reason really other than that uh, the the corrupt Democrats have a bunch of grandchildren with jobs in Ukrainian oil companies. How big do you think that is uh, in the lead-up to all of this, the just open corruption around Ukraine? I mean – the, the fact that like Russiagate – I mean this all goes back to Russiagate, doesn't it? It all goes back to the impeaching Trump for trying to meddle in Ukraine itself. Is this just sort of the heart of American corruption overseas? In a way, and you know, we've seen this, this Russia frenzy, Russia, Russia, Russia. And it's funny, you know, they call, they call uh, Trump a Nazi, then they call anyone allied with Trump a Nazi. And then they say Trump was being controlled by Putin. So Putin, by default, must be a Nazi, like Supreme he's Nazi. Hitler. He's the, yeah, he's the number one Nazi. But then Putin is going into Ukraine saying he's going to denazify Ukraine. The circles <laughs> that your mind has to go in to try to process these narratives is I know. Uh, incredible. <laughs> oh, it's totally wild. And that's what's so confusing and crazy about Ukraine, which is why I love Greg Reese's report. Maybe we'll play that in the first five of uh, the next hour. But he does a great job of laying it all out because when you really look at it, it's like, all right, so George Soros and Jewish financiers are funding Nazis in Ukraine to fight the communists who are allied with the nationalists. The The ultimate fluoride-free charcoal mouthwash is now available at InfoWarsStore.com and DrJonesNaturals.com for the lowest price possible to complete your daily mouth cleaning routine. It is the perfect companion to the new activated charcoal toothpaste all under our new line by Dr. Jones Naturals that will naturally give your mouth and breath a deep clean. This mouthwash only uses the best natural ingredients like real peppermint oil, thyme oil, xylitol, and of course, high-quality charcoal. Not only fluoride-free, this mouthwash is completely free of other dangerous ingredients such as SLS, harsh detergents, BPA, and so much more. As soon as you use it, you can tell that this formula is the real deal. So get your bottle of the new activated charcoal mouthwash right now at InfoWarsStore.com. It's hard to believe that we're already into March 2022. 
And in the month of February, we had a very popular sale that was going of our flagship product, X3, that has all three types of the amazing iodine in your body for every electrochemical cellular activity in your body, your immune system, your stamina, your libido, so much. And the majority of the population in the world is iodine deficient. This is the very best iodine out there. So we had it on sale 50% off, but we sold more than half of what we have. Or is it going to come in for a long time? So I took it back to full price. And I was just thinking, you know what? We need the funds in now to stay on air. Plus, this is a great product everybody needs. So to incentivize folks out there that have been on the fence to get X3 and experience it for yourself and support the broadcast, I'm going to keep it at 50% off until it sells out. Get X3 right now exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com for 50% off. Listening to the American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Dan Lyman and I were just reminiscing on our the wonderful time we had in Florida at AFPAC, uh, the America First Political Action Convention. And I, I was also reminded of that because we'll be welcoming David Pine in the next segment, and he um, has this. Presentation that he gives called An American First National uh, Security Strategy to Avert War with the Sino uh, Russian Alliance. And, you know, is it America first to go into war in Ukraine? Is that really putting America's interest first? And I think that's. that's why I love this term, America first. It really simplifies everything into a dichotomy of is this in favor of the American people and America itself, or is this serving some other interest, be it Joe Biden himself or, you know, a uh, uh, international consortium of bankers like what is the america first uh, approach to this and isn't that a good way to sort of frame everything that we're talking about whether it's war or just domestic politics every question should be viewed through that lens is this america first and every time we we get the answer to that question from the powers that be it's of course not america first it's right. globalist first and so you know and that's how it's been for decades or longer than that at this point in the United yeah. States. Yeah, and and they still they still sort of have to couch things as if it's for America, right? Or as if this as if Ukraine is America. I mean, we saw there's a picture going around yesterday of all the Democrats standing around a flag that was half an American flag and half a Ukrainian flag. Like I, I have nothing against Ukraine. I love Ukrainians. I, I have good friends that are from Ukraine and uh, I love them. I don't want the worst for them. But at the same time, they're not us. They're not even really a democracy. They they don't espouse the same things. We espouse, but I guess in their opinion, you know, America, you know, what their their idea of America is basically LGBT America. It's the globalist American empire, the big gay, right? So that's what they mean when they say, you know, American ideals is they want a rainbow flag flying over uh, the capital of Ukraine. Right, globo homo. And, you know, I've I spent some time in Kiev. Uh, actually, interestingly enough, there's this debate uh, about the spelling of Kiev, Eve, Kiev. Um, Having lived in Europe for the last six years or so, uh, all the maps there actually are spelled, you know, when you're in Europe and you look at Kiev, it's K-Y-I-V. So I actually became accustomed to that spelling just by seeing it that way. But I know that a lot of American uh, viewers have been thrown off by that. And that's it is a little bit strange now that American media has adopted that spelling as well. But I know it's been a very controversial topic. Yes, yes. And I can say that I thought it was 
KYIV from the European perspective. I see. Interesting. Yes. I, I think back to the Kievan Rus who uh, faced off with the Mongols. So I'm a little, I'm a little farther back in history, but it's, it yeah, doesn't seem that big of a deal to me. Who cares how you, how you spell it? People make a big deal out of that, but. Yeah, well, they're calling it the, the Berenstain, Berenstain Bears moment. Right, right, that every, everybody's been wrong the whole time and nobody knew it. So what was your experience in Kiev? Uh, it was great. I had, a, I had a great time. Uh, I was literally there for, I would say, 24 hours. I did make the most of it, walked around a lot, and the people are lovely. I really met some of the nicest people there, uh, very genuine, very warm, and, uh, you know, it's not a, not a wealthy country by any means. And actually, that really... You know, having met a lot of these people down to earth, and I feel feel for them terribly. Um, I feel for the Russians as well that don't want to be involved in this. It's like when you're an American and we've been at war for 20 years in faraway lands, and people, let's say in Europe, view Americans as, oh, they're you know the imperialist Americans. Some of them do feel that way. And you have to remind them, I have nothing to do with what my government is doing. Right. My government is evil. I don't support it. Uh, I, I'm, I am an Amer- America first American and uh, that's how I view our foreign policy as well. And what they're doing is not America first, like we said. So um, I think we should apply that same um, forgiveness to Ukrainians and Russians as well that want nothing to do with this. And they're totally innocent from the whole thing and what their government is doing. Yeah, there, there really are no winners in war except for those who don't participate but pull the strings on, on either side. And uh, I think we try to stick to, to that idea here on Infowars, not get tied up in the you know propaganda in one direction or the other, because it can be sort of a knee jerk reaction when you see everybody that you know. Let's let's be honest. From everybody from Fox News to CNN hates us. They despise us. They lie about us. When we see them going after somebody else, we automatically have some sort of like uh, friendship with those people, and they go, "Yeah, we're on the same side." Uh, but that's that's not really true, right? I mean, is that a healthy reaction? That knee jerk reaction to go, "The enemy of the enemy is my friend." It's worth considering. Uh, obviously, we have to take that on a case-by-case basis. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, to a degree, I feel um, that is my knee-jerk reaction sometimes. Right. When, when the media gangs up on something or someone, my instinct now, having been part of an organization and, and being kind of in a, a wing of politics where the media is always ganging up on us from all sides, including from Fox News, um, then, of course— you know, you kind of feel that kinship towards the person being ganged up on. That isn't necessarily uh, to say that they're your friend by default. Right. But there is some sympathy that that I feel. For right. Sure. Yeah. It, it It's like, you know, yeah, you Russian agents. It's like, no, but you do both. You do hate both of us. So we do have that in common. There is that commonality between us. Um, but I do, you know, I want to give some Republicans credit. Thomas Massey uh, is is speaking out about what's going on in Ukraine. And we also had this uh, comment. Uh, I cannot remember this guy's name, but you'll recognize him. Uh, talking about how the Joe Biden administration has actually given Russia $18 billion via the IMF. Let's uh, watch what some actual you know, decent Republicans have to say about the stupidity of the American government in entering into this conflict. And we'll get uh, Dan Lyman's comments on the other side. Let's watch. I need you to, to ask my friend Secretary Yellen a question. Yeah. We just gave Putin $18 billion. And special drawing rights. Secretary Yellen said, oh, we've got to issue these special drawing rights. Make the IMF do it. These gift cards. She didn't bother to explain. And why? To help the poor countries buy vaccines. She didn't bother to explain that most of these gift cards, these special drawing rights, are going to the wealthiest countries. The small countries get the little end of nothing. And she just handed Vladimir Putin eight 
$18 billion. And we didn't hear a word from her. And we didn't hear a word from the INF, MF. You couldn't have found them on, with, with a search party. You couldn't have found them with Google. They just turned the money over. I, I'd be a little curious about that. So I mean, it's interesting. Again, he's, he's still sort of uh, pushing this Russophobic, the anti-Russian idea that why would we give them $18 billion? It's like, but really, you know, the underlying thing here is that the IMF and the Federal Reserve are just doling out huge amounts of either fabricated from thin air money or taxpayer money to anybody in the world. And that's how they, they carry out control. I mean, this is really a conflict uh, between bankers, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's a conflict between bankers that they're going to use the, uh, the people on the ground as their pawns. I, I mean, it really is as simple as that, isn't it? Well, you dig back into history, you find that the bankers fund both sides of many conflicts, not all of them. Yeah, every war is a banker's war. There's certainly truth to that statement. Let's uh, see if we can get one more phone call in this uh, segment. Uh, let's go to Alex in Wisconsin, uh, who wants to ask about uh, Ukraine and uh, the Vax. I guess let's, uh, Alex, you're on the air. Hello, uh, Harrison. I'm just calling in to tell you that this is kind of crazy because it's actually now also affecting me in the aspect of being a unvaccinated heathen in the military getting kicked out. Everybody's orders are currently suspended, which seems like indefinitely, and nobody really seems to know why. And the really odd irony is, is my mother has Ukrainian heritage, and my father has Polish heritage, and they'll both tell you that they've been fighting over there for decades, and no one really knows why anymore, that they're going to keep fighting each other, whether we're involved or not. So it's just insane to me that this is what's also now being used as an excuse to continue to keep people in the military when they're trying to kick us out, but also trying to force us to vaccinate at the same time. It's just insane. Yeah, I guess, you know, the people that got kicked out for not being vaxxed, maybe they avoided a one-way ticket to Ukraine. Uh, Blessing in disguise, Dan? I I would think so. I've commented on that in the past. If if I was someone who was excommunicated in some way from the military a few months ago due to the mandates. I, I probably would be pretty excited right now that I was out in time. <laughs> yeah, better better with a dishonorable discharge than uh, being cannon fodder a, a couple thousand miles away. Thanks so much uh, for the call, Alex. And, you know, points out that uh, family from Ukraine, family from Poland, you know, I found that the most intense InfoWars fans, like the, the ones that really like speak to your heart. I, I remember meeting a lady in um, New York. It, they're people who previously lived under communist control and are just like, thank you, InfoWars, for warning people about what's coming. They have no idea what it's like to live under this system. Uh, and, and whether it's you know communism or communism with a rainbow flag over it. Uh, it really all is. It really is about enslaving the entire globe under this single uh, system, and how the Ukraine uh, uh, war plays into this is still sort of up in the air. But we can't take our eye off the ball and forget that you know the people in power, the real evil people, are trying to uh, enslave us with a communistic social credit score, right? No, oh, absolutely. And and they've they laid the groundwork for that. Now they're pulling back. They're letting everyone forget about these vax passports right. more. They might bring it back later in the future. Uh, it's such a sick game they're playing in a tangled web they're weaving. Thank you again, Dan Lyman, for coming on. Uh, Europe.infowars.com, borderhawk.news. You can follow Dan on Twitter at RealDanLyman. Thanks so much for stopping in, man. It's great to see you. And you'll be on The War Room a little bit later today. Alex Jones Show. You'll be on The Alex Jones Show. Oh, the big stage. All right, folks, tune in to The Alex Jones Show to see more with Dan Lyman as uh, Owen Schroyer sits in for Alex Jones. We'll be back on the other side with David Pine. I stay on air.
selling high quality products that you need, that you want, and that you're going to be happy with. That's why you come back and buy products from me again. It's a symbiotic relationship. I promote liberty. I promote freedom. I fight the globalist. And I'm able to do that because you buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. And listen, all the products are great. But when it comes to high quality storable food in an inflationary system with major supply chain breakdowns, this is an absolute 360 win, a no-brainer. And they've got high-quality storable food ready to ship to you right now. The great folks at My Patriot Supply exclusively at preparewithalex.com discounted. So again, beat inflation, be prepared, fund the info war. The only way you lose is not taking action at infowarstore.com or preparewithalex.com right now. This is high-quality storable food. This is how you beat inflation. Get yours today. It's ready to ship, but I wouldn't wait because prices are about to go up because inflation is exploding.